0: I was born for this. I was born for, I was born for this. All right, welcome back to another episode of Corked Up. I'm Jessica Kleinschmidt.
1: And I'm Rachel Luba. Cheers.
0: What's our wine word of the day, Rach?
1: Our wine word, chosen by yours truly, is MLV. You can tell when Rachel chooses the wine word because...
0: Mama wants to get a slit. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Um, we're gonna be talking about the situation that happened with uh, your client, Trevor Bauer, not necessarily the situation itself, but how the media reacted to it. Uh, we have, I was gonna ask you how, I guess the players perceive media and I know you, you can vouch for them, but I can too. I've talked to some of my friends more than we talk off the record and, and stuff like that. I won't reveal what they say. Um, there there's some in and out cleats that were really dope that we saw on social media by my Cut. former employer. Um, and we wanted to talk some more about that. Like they were great cleats, comma, but there was some hypocrisy there. Um, and we have some bad DMs to go through, which I'm really looking forward to. And we have uh, some shout outs to give to a homie who donated some money on our behalf. So we're gonna get started. Um, and the first thing we're gonna talk about is the situation. Um, obviously, y'all know I'm obsessed with Joey Votto and he shares, he's on the same team as Trevor. An error was made, an uncharacteristic error by Joey Votto and Trevor Bauer was pretty pumped about it. And the next frame after this error by Joey was made is Trevor in the dugout and he's, he's pretty pissed off. It's pretty obvious um, and That's one part of it. MLB Network went on to discuss this and how MLB Network reacted was they, it was a, a game that they had was a, it's whatever, or should we be worried? The panel said they should be worried um, about how he was reacting. So-
1: Right. They free, they prefaced it too with like, you know, he, we know he has a real, he's really volatile sometimes. Yeah. And is this, you know, should we be worried about this? But I think the other part that is important to bring up too is it wasn't even just, you know, what, like five, four days later that MLB Network talked about it. But right after the start, the media asked Trevor a bunch of questions about it. And they also asked separately um, his manager, David Bell, about it. And that was something that Trevor even brought up to me after the start. And after he did media, we was his frustration with just, you know, the fact that they even brought it up in the way they asked about it. it was like, Oh my God, are we uncovering this dirt? Is there drama? You know, whatever, you know, whatever they were kind of going for there. But he was pretty annoyed with the question um, as was, I won't speak for David Bell, um, but it was just, the whole the obsession about him getting fired up in the dugout
0: yeah and so i feel like there's a lot of bait involved um you know they're baiting around the question and i obviously work in the media i'm I'm very familiar with storylines and unfortunately part of my job is to dig for storylines you want to find different angles but it seemed like kind of very careless conversation just oh let's just go about that and they kind of attack his character and it's like, oh, we all know how Trevor is. It's like, but do you guys actually
1: know how Trevor is? That's what's interesting. Right, and I think the part that was so frustrating for Trevor. So I guess just to kind of give everybody who's listening a background on um, what he said. So he gets, there was basically he, um, there was an error made by Votto. Um, He ends up getting then another two uh, strikeouts, I believe. I could be wrong I forget exactly how um how the out went or the inning went but basically then it kind of unravels from there and he gives up I don't know it was like three or four more runs he only gets charged with um one of them I believe but he goes back into the dugout there was also a missed um he threw a wild pitch kind of and um, Barnhart, who was catching, fumbled the ball a little around and was kind of, they were both kind of slow to react, Trevor and him, but another guy scores. And so Trevor's fired up because he's frustrated about, let's be honest, the fact that the Reds are one of the most probably like underperforming teams in baseball right now with the talent that's on that team and then how they're performing. It, you know. I can see where guys are frustrated. And so he goes into the dugout and he, you know, yells, let's fucking go. And tells the guys, yells, he's like, this is unacceptable. He was like, it takes a lot to win an MLB game. And he's not wrong. And I think it was kind of directed at everybody, like, we need to step it up. This performance is, it's just, it's being lazy. We're playing lazy baseball. He's, you know, talking about himself to everybody. He's trying to get everybody fired up. And then the media comes out like, oh, you know, why were you yelling at your teammates? David Bell, they asked David Bell, you know, how, is that okay? Like, are you okay with this? And to me, and I think to Trevor, it was super frustrating because he's like, I'm competitive. If you ask any of Trevor's teammates, they will tell you when he pitches, he's the day he's on the mound. He's super competitive. I know players like Sonny Gray are the exact same. He's Sonny Gray is a really, yeah, he's a really like, you know, carefree, you know, fun guy. But when it's his day, you know, it's it's serious. Same thing, you know, Scherzer. There are plenty of players and I think most teammates wanna be around, wanna have other players like that on their team who are really serious and want to win. And sometimes, you know, it, look, seasons are long. Sometimes you need someone to kind of give you a kick in the ass and tell you like, let's fucking go. And you need to, we need to do better, all of us. And so for the media to come at him like, you know this is something bad and the way he reacted, if anything you know if if i were the media and i see a team that's really talented and is making is playing lazy baseball like that i'm going to start asking questions when guys aren't getting fired up in the dugout and aren't concerned and aren't getting frustrated not when not when they're competitive like these are you know men who are competitive as hell and they're frustrated and they're trying to get each other fired up start asking questions when you don't see that yeah, and that, and that's what I was kind of confused about when, when the
0: media is questioning this, it's like A, would they even make a comment if this wasn't Trevor Bauer? B, you know, I'm right there with you. Because especially with the Reds, right? Not only are they underperforming, but they've got the probably the most potential in the league. Yeah. And if they're not living up to it and which Trevor can see that or anybody else, or you see Joey Votto making an error, which is not, it's not something that happens or, you know, it's, you sometimes they just have those weird innings where you have to stop be like, this is just a fucking weird time right now. Right, You have to understand that, right. If it's not the norm, like why is that happening? But I don't like how there's, the question was like, are you okay with this? Like if you, if you ask it like that, you're going to trigger the answer be like, well, wait, should I not be okay with it? And then right. so it's and how people will, will twist some of those questions. Well,
1: you also start getting fans to now, like, you know, suspecting all this, you know, drama that may or may not be there. And I guess I'm wondering as an agent, like you're in the media, do you ask those questions thinking that you're going to, you know, the player's going to get up there and air his dirty laundry to you, to the media, you know, when there's an issue, if there is an issue in the clubhouse, you know, are, are, do we really, do you really think that, does the media really think the player's going to get up there and, and let you know, like, these are grown men. If they have issues, they're going to handle it themselves, you know, internally. And I don't think anyone expects or wants, and I I don't know why the media thinks that they're going to they're going to get the inside scoop in the drama and they're going to get to share it with all the fans while, you know, to me it's.
0: No. And I, and I get that. And I wish I could say that, yes, that's what I like to do. Um, and from where I'm coming from, my mind doesn't go there. It's more or less like, I want to know like the coolness of like, oh, why are you keeping that to yourself? I think that's cool. Like, I think that that's, you guys are, are the, you guys are this family, this is your, this is a brotherhood. And I almost wish I was kind of more of the asshole way where I could just be like, are you like, is this okay? Like, how dare they do this, do that. And I'm not just doing that to kiss to your ass. Like I, that's just not my mentality. I could give two shits. Right. If drama. You I know, mean, it's just like not, but I, I could see why fans would think that. Because, I mean, we read each other's mentions and you're like, is this really what the fans not want to know, but they're creating their own storylines. and like, this is not WWE, like calm the fuck down. Like there's, these are grown men full of testosterone and adrenaline. They're going to get fucking mad if shit go their way. And so I, some questions I'll hear and you can see the guys' reactions. Like there was one question that came out and obviously the A's are very, Not friendly when it comes to replay. So there was a play at home and it was overturned and the A's didn't get the run or it was upheld and the A's didn't get a run. And we had somebody ask the pitcher, did that upset you? And he's like, did it upset me that they took a run away? Yeah, it (laughs) upset me. It's like stupid questions like that.
1: Like the, yeah, I remember Archie Bradley was talking about how in the playoffs a year or two ago, when he ends up blowing a save, cost them the series in the postseason and like whatever, the final game. And he, the media after, I think one of the first questions was if you could, would you take back that last pitch that you threw, which ended up being like a home run or something? And they, right, they, he blows the save and now they're eliminated. Right. He's just like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. would I take that back? Like, come on, do a better job. Like you're paid to come up with good questions. Like that's not one of them. Yeah, I know. And it's, so
0: I, I understand that totally. And like, I, I've i heard so many stupid questions where I try not to ask the stupid questions. Unfortunately, like sometimes you'll hear it in the ear and you're just like, Hey, I need for you to ask him how he's feeling. And I feel like how you're feeling is different from, would you take that pitch? Right. Back?
1: Are you upset? Obs- are you frustrated that you blew the game? Like, <laughs> no, I'm not, not at all. But there's
0: a difference between finding a storyline and then literally attacking somebody's character. And I feel like that was what it was to so the point where you forgot about the actual play that happened. Cause all of a But now the attention's on, is Trevor a bad person?
1: Right. Is he a bad teammate? Like a bad person to have in a clubhouse? Like, no, he's competitive and they made errors and he's frustrated and he's, you know, trying to fire up his team and get them to, you know, take game number, whatever, 40, I don't know what game they're on exactly, seriously. And try, because sometimes, like, again, it's a long season, sometimes your head's just you know, you'd like to, they they do this for a living, but you and I both go to work and occasionally like our head might, we might be distracted a little bit, right. Or we're not giving it 110% for whatever reason. And sometimes we need someone to smack us and be like, yo, get your shit together.
0: Oh yeah. That even happened earlier. I was like struggling today. Like I didn't want to get anything done. And then you have a text message from a girlfriend saying like, Jessica, you need to get your shit together. We know what's happening. And that's probably where the frustration lies. Like if somebody were to see me, like, giving 60% knowing that I should be doing it yeah. X, Y, and Z. Right. That's them being a good friend or a good teammate. But, and, and so that's where that, I just don't understand that. But I guess, you know, and, and as time goes on, you can tell, like, especially with rookies, like rookies are going to be very short answers. You think it'd be opposite, right? Like, oh, they're excited to be there. But now it's like, I think they're scared to talk to us because they don't want their words to be twisted, mm-hmm. which, I totally understand. I freak yeah. out constantly that I'm not doing it any justice. And sometimes you do have to be honest with, this is how I I saw it. And, you know, even when it comes to plays, the play, like, an upheld. Yeah. Goes, no, I thought he was safe. Like, that's different. Because Bob Mel the other day, he was like, did you guys see that play? Was he safe or was he out? Yeah,
1: right.
0: That's a different situation. To me,
1: yeah, the, I guess the issue isn't, it's not how you perceived it. But asking the questions, the way they phrase them, you know, how they're trying to create a story out of either nothing or something that really is shouldn't be a story, you know, or isn't their place to be creating a story is just yes. odd. And I, I don't know. It just felt like,
0: you know what it reminded me of is this segment is when um, Jessica Mendoza went on ESPN and was asked about Mike Fires. And they're like, yeah. Oh, did you think Mike Fires was being a bad teammate by outing the Astros? And she's like, Yeah, I thought that was really uncool. And I was like, Did you do you actually believe that? Or did did are you trying to be cool with the players and do like that? So it's like, why don't you just say how you actually feel as opposed to what a good production situation could be? And and that's that's why especially one of the guys is a former player for the Reds. And that's why you're sitting there, you're like, like did you actually yeah. play the sport like you should understand how competitive these guys actually are and
1: that's why I think d Rowe was like nah he's like we've all been there and yeah yeah d was, like, was totally a guy that again was like, you want to me at, at least as an agent you know watching the game I would think media would be more you should be more concerned when you see a team as talented as the Reds Under the demographic I, though Rach look at the I, demographic of the people covering the game but I mean, look, yeah, I get it. My, but my point is like, you need to look at that and see, you know, when they're, look, they're playing the Pirates who they, you know, are one of the worst teams right now in baseball and you're making careless, lazy, you know, errors like that. I'm concerned at, of it, as the media if I see that and then they just kind of walk back in the dugout like nah no big deal and yeah. shrug it off like oh that's and uh, I'm asking questions so yeah
0: yeah no I I would think that like as a member of the media but like you don't you didn't appear to be upset but were you as opposed to we see you being upset that way I'd be like oh he's obviously passionate about whatever yeah. he's feeling type of deal so it's interesting but like when somebody because we we talked about MLB trade deadline rumors. So obviously they're in the media. What, what about shit like that, where it's like, whether, maybe it's an article I read, I don't really think like anything I write is controversial, but if, if, if somebody were to read something and they approached you with it, what, like constantly we see people being twisted words. I'm sure I'm guilty of it, but like, how would somebody approach that? And how do you talk them down? Because
1: Sometimes we just have to write something, you know what I mean? And I mean, as an agent, you just either one, I guess most agents don't use Twitter. Um, I'd be like one of the only ones. Um, But I have no problem, and I've done it before, responding to people and basically telling them why this is baseless, this is wrong, this is inaccurate, this is, you know, misconstrued, whatever it is. but you know, sometimes you just have to kind of eye roll at it and you know, people on Twitter will be people on Twitter and say dumb things and make things up in their heads, but you know, so sometimes it doesn't make sense to go arguing with um, you know, little egg-shaped profiles. It's
0: like a member of the media like talking out of their ass.
1: I, I mean then I I'm usually the first one to call them out on it. Yeah. Um and they don't like it, but um. Yeah, Trevor, look, Trevor started last, was the end of last year. I think he got, he started getting frustrated with how the media was portraying things. And so he literally started, he was like, at first he decided, he was like, I'm not going to do media anymore. And then, you know, he has to, it's not really a choice. And so he was like, okay, well, rather than sit there and just give him like one word answers, he was like, you know what? Fine, I'll do media. He goes, I'm going to, he bought a tripod bought, got his phone. Every time he did media, he said, he said, you know, just one sec, let me set my tripod up and my camera. And I would, record this entire thing and you go and you twist my words in the media, I will be sure to, if it doesn't accurately reflect what I was saying, you know, and if you tried to get some clickbaity thing and make a story out of nothing, then I'll just simply go up and reply, quote, tweet, whatever, and put my video up of the full interview. Everyone can see it. And then everyone can see that you, you know, you're, you make shit up in your job and you don't do a really good job at, at it.
0: And I just don't understand what the point of it is, especially in baseball, where it's like,
1: okay. I,
0: I mean, but you're, I, I do, I do unfortunately understand that. And there's times where I've had to adjust headlines for it to sound a little bit more clickbaity too. And even my tweets are like, wait till you see da 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 da. And, um, so I totally understand that. And that's all about the cell, but you don't twist it to where it's like, wait until you see who X, Y, and Z is sleeping with. And then it's actually... Him asleep at his locker because he's tired, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's it's something like that. But it's it's definitely interesting to hear it from that. Um, but and I, and I'm curious mainly because like a lot of these guys go from hating the media to then working in the media. Which in Trevor's cases, I think he was defending himself. Like this is how I don't want my words to get twisted. And you know, there's a lot of guys who were, would bash on me, and now they're like my colleagues, which is super interesting. So from that dynamic, so we'll we'll, we'll move on. Um, but we need to tackle this um, these cleats um, that I, I immediately saw. I'm a, you know, I, I'm a California resident now, um, and they were in and out cleats. and They looked really dope. I love them. And uh, my old employer cut four tweeted them out. And you did admit you did like them, comma but. There were some situations where you thought it seemed personal toward Trevor because his cleat situation was viewed differently from, say, these cleats. And it was a situation when it comes to, I don't want to say advertising necessarily, but what happened there?
1: Yeah, so... Um I I guess let me preface this too by saying I am a California girl born and raised and In-N-Out is my favorite place and those cleats were so cool. And I am all for having the craziest cleats. Um I'm all for even controversial cleats to an extent because look, at the end of the day, controversy brings eyes. We didn't necessarily like that, you know, the Astros scandal happened, but wow, let's Let's be honest, it kind of drew a bunch of eyeballs to baseball during a period, the off season, when usually nobody's talking about baseball. So I'm all for like having crazy cleats, give them freedom to do whatever. Yes, you're going to have some controversial, you know, cleats and probably my client will be a majority of those cases. I don't know, but that'd be my guess. But either way, I think it's great. However, when, you know, 2 weeks ago or you know, whatever it was, when Trevor was going to wear the Free Joe Kelly cleats. It was, you know, a shitstorm with MLB, MLBPA having to call, you know, me, having to talk to us about he can't wear these. MLB's really pissed. They're going to, you know, basically impose unprecedented fines and Uh, punishments on Trevor for these cleats. Now, the violation that they claimed that, you know, what the clause that he violated, I personally think it was that the cleats cannot um, upset Manfred, but basically it is that you cannot have cleats with a negative saying or writing on it that negatively Um, reflects an individual or a company or an entity. So because it said free Joe Kelly, I believe the way that they they would argue or they would interpret it is that MLB gave this punishment to Joe Kelly and decided to handle the situation this way by Trevor wearing free joke Kelly cleats, he is basically commenting, commenting negatively on and basically saying he disagrees with how they responded and how they reacted to that situation. That's, to me, it's a stretch, but that's where I think that it was going. So whatever, they were going to levy these unprecedented, you know, um, punishments on Trevor for doing it. Then, and again, it's like we're taking a part of a clause in the new regulations, and we're having to kind of extrapolate, and you know, g- kind of get it, get a little abstract, and you know, theorize on what it is that that Trevor did wrong because there's nothing explicitly right now. Fast forward two weeks to yesterday, and MLB, what is it, cut four? Yeah. your former company is post, post on their Twitter these really cool cleats of In-N-Out, the, you know, it's like the whole logo and this whole thing.
0: they in out minutes in line to get them, um, yeah. Yes,
1: <laughs> right, animal style, yeah, animal the style. whole thing. So they are advertising like the coolest cleats. I believe it was Deep Gordon who wore them. They're super cool. I'm all for it. However, <laughs> in the regulations, so Trevor sees that, naturally. And he was like, um, calls me up and he was like, I'm confused. He goes, can we go through the regulations again? Can you walk me through it? And just, can you show me how this doesn't violate it? And now this one explicitly violates it. We don't need to extrapolate. We don't need to kind of, you know, like get a little theoretical here on, you know, where it may or may not apply. No, it explicitly says that you cannot advertise a company, you know, logo, entity, anything like that. Because they don't want, they don't want Cleats, I guess, being like NASCAR, or, you know, whatever, or what if it's competitor of uh sponsor of MLB, right? So for a whole variety of reasons but they explicit it explicitly says you can't do that and yet they're advertising these cleats not only did they not go out and punish him but they're saying wow these are so cool and so then trevor just looks at it like okay look this explicitly violated your new regulations and you're promoting it you're saying it's great yet mine didn't explicitly violate it it did you interpreted it as may, maybe may or may not violate it, but either way, you know, it comes down to do, does Trevor and his agent, you know, want to go and risk, you know, having to argue that in front of a non-neutral party, the MLB arbitrator, and, you know, what are the odds that we win, basically slim. So that's kind of what I think he was frustrated about, and and I understand his frustration. Again, like, I'm all for like let's let guys have the coolest cleats, even if they're controversial. Even if we have to deal with them and say, like, look, if you have controversial cleats, you know, if we decide that they're too controversial to wear, we'll make you, you know,
0: whatever it is, like it or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or you know, we'll give you a warning, and if you do it again, then maybe it's just like I don't know, a small fine. But basically, get. I don't even think that that should be. Should be an issue but w- like let let them have controversial cleats you know again there's i get there's a line and that makes it a really you know kind of like that that's a difficult threshold to have of just what's too controversial yeah. but look like obviously Manfred's already deciding what what is controversial and what's not because, and that's how he's interpreting the Joe Kelly cleats as too controversial, but I don't know. Let the guys wear cleats that, you know, they like, that show their personality, that get people riled up, that get people excited, that get people retweeting about it. That's what MLB needs. So I'll play devil's
0: advocate for a second. So I'm just some random fan, right? And I tweet at you and I say, well, Rach, obviously there's, you can't compare cheeseburgers to what Trevor did saying the suspension wasn't correct. So then how, how would you react to that saying like, why would we compare these two? And they're obviously two different things.
1: I think it's simple. It's did one of them in the new regulations that MLB wrote, they decided on, did it explicitly violate one of the one of the clauses in that in the new regulations in the in and out burger ones yes, explicitly it explicitly says you cannot do this. So I, I mean at the very least just don't promote it you know right. you don't have to go out and maybe levy all these unprecedented punishments and whatever but I mean if you're gonna come after Trevor for it like, and then now, not only did this explicitly violate it, you're gonna go promote it, but, promote it um, okay. right. but, but. then, yeah. and then let's look at Trevor's. You know, did it explicitly violate one of the clauses in the new regulations? No. Could you make an argument if you are a lawyer and could you interpret it in a way and, you know, kind of paint it, paint this picture as to how it would fall under the negatively reflecting on an individual or a company? Yeah. You could, would you, you know, is it a plausible argument? I don't know. It's like, it's up for debate, but that that's the difference to me. It comes down right. to one explicitly violated it. It's, there's no interpretation. If that fell under, well, could you argue that In-N-Out Burger is negatively commenting on something like, then, then I can see where like now those are the same, but these are apples and oranges.
0: Exactly. So literally the In-N-Out violates it and it's like, but, it, but we're going to ignore it. But Trevor kind of, sort of didn't, but- kinda, kinda, kinda yeah which is being written yeah and and especially coming from you from you who literally you go by facts you go by what's out there
1: so the fact that they're like oh you know oh I get okay okay so that's I mean that's I guess the way the way that I see it is you know you can't you you can't go and And that's why I asked that
0: because I feel like that's a question that people would ask.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And they were asking it on Twitter and that's fine. But again, that's kind of why my conclusion at the end of it, like last night on Twitter was basically, uh, this must just be personal at this point, because you, you know, one explicitly violated, you didn't care, but one hurt your feelings. It didn't explicitly violate, but it hurt your feelings. So you cared. And I wonder too, because they had,
0: I mean, I don't think a baseball player sported anything, but obviously Ramon Laureano got suspended for, um, his role in in a brawl with the Astros and there were some free Ramon shirts that were made I don't think baseball players wore them however so but so I don't think that would fall underneath it but shirts were made and sources close to Ramon did like friends close to Ramon told me about that yeah so I don't know so I think that's why I'd be different in that scenario
1: I guess the biggest thing and I and I understand that fans and you know they don't really know the full story, and I can't really get into it. But there was a very heated and controversial hearing in the Joe Kelly hearing when he appealed it, and there were there was um, a lot of frustrated people and upset people in that hearing, and it was Can you
0: reveal on which side who was more frustrated.
1: MLB, okay, MLB was, and they felt like, and again, I mean, even the union kind of communicated this to us when, you know, we were talking about it. They were like, we understand Trevor didn't mean, there was no malice. There was no malicious intent in what he did by wearing those cleats, but he wasn't in that hearing with Joe Kelly in his appeal. He doesn't know what really happened and he doesn't understand why it was a trigger. It made MLB mad. And so the free, you know, Lariano, you know, shirts, I don't think there was even if people did wear them there wasn't this somewhat controversial heated appeal that happened where you know it, it's like it's too soon there's still it, the the wound is too fresh for MLB and they were pissed. It's yeah. interesting. It's like it's like anything is shot to their ego. Yeah. Is... They should just include like look if you want to make regulations like that I mean you suck but fine do it. You But can't- like you're allowed you're to. for everybody. Right. But just like, but you know, make fine, make regulations that say, one, make a clause in there that says one of the restrictions is you cannot take shots at, you know, if it hurts my feelings or my ego or whatever, then we will rule that it, you can't wear them. And again, it's silly, but it's essentially what you're doing anyway. But
0: you have to put that in the regulations if it's something that's going to keep popping up like if, if that if I had knowing myself when I get emotional that needs to be in a contract somewhere because if I'm just having a bad day yeah, you know I'm, how to handle it and it needs to be in writing
1: look that's any good lawyer and Manfred is a lawyer would know that
0: I agree well let's switch things up and look at some bad dms are you ready for that let's <laughs> do it I recently like went through these uh, um, only because somebody, a friend of mine hosts the show and I did have my DMS open, open like publicly on Twitter recently. Cause I actually hate myself, mm-hmm. um, but here we go. Um, you go, you go ahead and go first. Actually you saw one that I posted on my private close friends on Instagram recently. No, you go.
1: I think you have more than me. You go oh, for, I don't, I have one like
0: comment. This guy has been um, DMing me. Constantly, I post this on my close friends. JT's gonna kill me. Um, he goes, Are you taken yet? We should seriously consider getting married. <laughs> he's like talking to himself this entire time, God, I love you. Let's go. I think like the A's one or something. So he DM'd me. Um, but he will keep doing it and keep doing it. And then, um, so yeah, and he's been having really great conversations with himself. Another guy said, Um, I'm a single dad of two baby girls. And then he sent a picture of himself sticking his tongue out. <laughs> um, this guy, this one's my favorite, Rachel, You're going to love this. Hey, I'm a huge fan and you're beautiful, but this is embarrassing, but I don't know what else to do. Anyway, you could help me out with some cash. I would <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you. With the prayers emoji, because he's a nice guy. Um, and then I think we've already talked about these, but this guy keeps asking me to sew his face. So... That's always fun. Yeah. Is he cute? None mm. of them are cute, Rach. Right? Like, not even a, not even. I wouldn't even enter. I wouldn't even entertain.
1: Well, yeah, that's brutal. Um, I mean, the the sugar mo- Like, we get them all the time. to to yeah. be someone wants to be your sugar daddy. You and, and I, I always like to be my sugar mama. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but like. We always get the sugar daddy ones, which, yeah, like, they're, ha-ha, great. Yeah. But the, I mean, this is a whole new level when you get a, someone asking you for money.
0: Yes, yes, like, that's
1: true. I love, I love you. This is embarrassing, but can you send me money? Yeah, and the thing I is, so. flatter Like, they're, you it know, the, they're, they're kind of disrupting the whole, uh you know, whatever double feminism yeah there's yeah. no double
0: standard and they must think that journalists get, get paid a lot of money all of a sudden now um also the thing that i was realizing was um damn it was gonna say oh when i do get those messages of the guys who are like hey i'll be your sugar mama i just send them my venmo i'm like go ahead i
1: haven't done that yet i'm gonna i think i'm gonna start doing
0: that i and think I one t- guy responded like whoa we're moving too fast i was like no we're not just send yeah. it and <laughs>
1: yeah well <laughs> where at what point do you start being, my, like, at, how far do I have to go before you start being my sugar daddy? Right, exactly. I don't, I don't want to even know the answer to that, but, um, here's, here's my, my comment. Makeup up on TikTok now, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And it's been a disaster, like an absolute. I disaster. will say
0: I hate TikTok. I would, I refuse to download it. I will help you. I'll be in your TikToks, but I won't download it, but you are doing a really funny job. There's some funny stuff on there that,
1: I made one for my dogs, though that that's been fun um my two Frenchies so people should go follow that but um yeah this so I get all these guys that we we talk about how we think that uh YouTube right was like the top of the list for the the just the the comments yeah um you know Twitter shitty Instagram shitty but YouTube takes the cake but now we have we have a new top seed. Congratulations, TikTok. You are TikTok. now they are now bar none the worst. The kind of comments that you get. Um, I think it's just because I don't know, are there no parents on there or or it's adults pretending to be I don't know. I don't know if they're got like adults or kids or what, but I think
0: it, they're raised in a in a time where they all they know is social media. So that's all they just know that you can say whatever you want.
1: I all well, I know yeah. is that I, my kids are, if, if my kids ever speak to people like this and I'm going to monitor their shit, my parent, my mom monitored our, like we, I used to be on AIM and she would monitor everything that we said. And I got in trouble a few times and that was not pretty with my parents. Um, but I, I would be so disappointed in my kids if they were saying this, but this guy is like going back and forth, arguing with me about how First of all, telling me that I'm wrong, that uh, Trevor's uh, salary arbitration contract that I negotiated last year for 17 and is the second highest amongst, um, star, amongst pitchers in salary arbitration ever in MLB history. Right, second to David Price at 1975. Uh, he tells me that it's wrong and I'm wrong. Like, oh, well, would love to know who, right. where, what contracts are above me, above me? I track this guy down too. He's not. Yeah. yeah. And then he goes on to tell me David, or to show me Scherzer and Cole's free agent contracts. I'm like, oh, like here's the problem. You don't understand the difference between salary arbitration and free agency. Go learn that first before coming mm-hmm. at me. And, Listen to our podcast. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to make it so easy for you guys, but anyways, so then he, I basically, after telling him that he doesn't know the difference, um, he was like, oh, I clearly know what it is. Go back to painting nails. Please don't talk baseball if you don't know it. So anyways, I uh, I love how he,
0: he must- You make your nails, but you also still negotiate contracts.
1: Yeah, well that, uh, Paige Sprannik, who, when she saw it, was, like, uh, on Twitter, retweeted or commented on something. She was, like, I love how you just, like, shit on him and did so with way better nails. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, why can't I have good nails and still be better at you than something? Well, I think it was more of, like, you just go be a girl and paint, because paint nails is what you well, love to do, and you yeah. do it well, and you you stay out of the baseball world. you belong in the girl world, yeah. and too bad that this girly girl knows more baseball than you do,
0: yeah, and I tracked him down. He's like, and he like has a girlfriend for some weird reason, oh, so she her, do better. yeah, she definitely can, um, but it just goes to show the crap that we deal with I wish mine were more like, hey, you're well, actually, I had some pretty bad ones yesterday, but actually I wanted to tell you um this guy was so awful to me on social media and I actually saw him saw his tweets and they were depressing tweets so I slid into his dms like hey are you okay because he was so rude to me and it turns out he was just having a rough week and wanted to take it out on me
1: and sometimes I think that's what it is but I feel you know what that's a good thing you know you and we talked Um and we're
0: cool and he had a dad in the family recently and I've been there too. We've all been there. So there's a line between if you're having a bad day, you want to take it out on a stranger in social media, chill. But if you're just a mean, crappy person, cause that's just who you are, that's different.
1: One time I did learn though, um, in the last like, like it was like a year and a half ago when my social media was growing a little bit and I would get these really mean comments. And then I quickly learned that a lot of times they just want attention and a response because I noticed so many times that I would respond to someone who was like basically attacking what I said or how I looked or whatever it was. And then they were like, you know what, my bad, you're right. And then they were so sweet. And I'm like, I mean, All right, we're I think
0: I'm, a lot with talking. athletes too. Like they'll talk crap, like F you, Josh Reddick, you mm-hmm. went over four. And then Josh would be like, what? And be like, sorry, bro. Like huge fan. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like that's, that's-, that's a thing that annoys me too. But
1: the you worst know, but not
0: sending me gross messages because I have a family I have I don't appreciate that and I will not marry you just Jay Justin whatever your name is his name Justin whatever his name is I will not marry you.
1: I have I had a guy tell me he wasn't he was like I don't know if you're into you know kind of soft like out of shape guys but if you are like I promise I can make you laugh would love to marry you it's like um, that's really really nice yeah, I was like, my job, I'm too busy to have a relationship, but, um, <laughs> if things, ch- he said, if things change, you know where to find me. So I will keep that in mind, <laughs> but yeah, but, um, can we give a shout out to, uh, one of our very loyal listeners, I think like since the beginning, yeah. uh, Daniel Paul, who, what's his Twitter handle? I should, I should get this.
0: He lost a bet. Um, yeah, he, he, no was, no he, won, he a won a bet he his, won
1: a bet his twitter is at uh at big broncos fan but yeah he won a bet on about our podcast with another friend i think it i think it was over whether there was a female play-by-play and it was melanie
0: no i think it was Britt for the nationals beat reporter was it either way it, it, was, 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 it, was, either, it was either melanie or brit and it, somebody said like oh is there actually a female na- beat writer for the nationals and okay. he lost a bet or he won a bet against the, a guy because the guy was like okay and he um he was like cool well, i won money and i would love to make a donation to um a charity of your
1: of your choosing and he did that he ended up making a donation donation to women's sports foundation which supports you know women playing sports women in sports which i know both of us are uh, passionate about, so that was really cool that he did it. He even sent us like a copy of the receipt to show he really did make that donation. Yeah. So it's really cool. He's got, he's got a daughter, I believe. She's in, uh, she's a teenager. Um, yeah. But that's really, I love when young girls are raised by these men that you know support women pursuing their dreams regardless of you know the industry. So I, I agree, and.
0: And we're, and the thing that I like about us too is like, we're not like, oh, you have to work in sports because we're not like that. But I definitely the person to say like, you need to do what you want to do. Yeah,
1: that's, that was always like, my dad was always like, they used, you know, it to me, that's why I always talk about it was never, I was almost a little surprised when I really found out how not accepted women really are in general in this industry because I grew up where my, it just wasn't even a thing. It was like, you can do anything the boys do. So I, I love, don't do it better than them, Rach. You're not allowed to do that. That's true. Oh yeah. (laughs)
0: Well, this is fun. Uh, thanks for tuning into Corked Up and we will see you next time. And, um,
1: cheers.